0: Welcome to Zeus with Bruce, the show that leaves you a little more knowledgeable and a little more curious than you were before. I'm Bruce Silva, and today we're talking about philosophy. It's Philosophy Friday, or each Friday, we will be answering five random philosophical questions in under 15 minutes. Let's get started. So first question we got is, is there absolute mortality? Ah, I actually read this question differently thinking it said, is there absolute morality? Is there absolute mortality? Uh, yeah, right. So the idea of being mortal, meaning that we can, obviously we won't be able to live forever, right? That's something that is, sounds quite obvious, but people don't really understand this. But yeah, I mean, really quite simply off the bat is how I'm interpreting this question. Although it's actually not too straightforward, because people believe we could maybe become immortal, and that's false. But the idea of becoming immortal is actually becoming very popular because there's an excellent book. Um, it's called Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari. And he talks about becoming uh, immortal, right? That it's our ability to, in theory, live as long as really possible, unless something happens where, like, let's say if we upload our brains and consciousness to the cloud or anything like that, that unless someone pulls the plug, In theory, we can live on forever if we can put our consciousness somewhere where it can be maintained, not in the human body. And while that sounds like science fiction, it is at the moment, but there's definitely technology that's being built towards that. Next, is the most important purpose in life to find happiness? Great question. And it really depends what school of thought you come from. And it's really subjective. From my personal standpoint, the purpose in life, is not that it's necessarily fight happiness, but the happiness is a byproduct of other vehicles that we use. So if we're using the idea that we need a progressive life and we need to grow, that will ultimately lead to happiness. That is one that will really help facilitate that entire process happen. But the purpose for me would be to, of course, grow, to ex- experience everything the universe has to offer that we can get our hands on, And to really maximize the entire human experience as best as possible. Because if we're not doing that, we're really missing out on so many of the opportunities that we get. And different schools would say it differently, right? Is maybe there is no purpose in life. Maybe there's no meaning. Yeah, maybe there's not. For me, again, I do go back to being more utilitarian and having whatever belief is going to bring the most utility in my life. Which utility meaning the most value the most value that I can use or extract. Next question. Do we have free will? <sighs> okay, very, very tough question for sure. From my standpoint, I believe that if we do have free will, it is so, 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 so small that it's immeasurable and doesn't really make too much of an influence. Because if you think about, think about where you were born, where you were born in a family, let's say a four, that was more religious, and you were born in, let's say, England. How, different, how much of that did you choose to happen in your life? You didn't choose any of that. And then from there, you're going to be taught, you're going to be educated in a certain way that's going to lead you to believe a certain way, right? So already the circumstances are predetermining how you're going to believe, think, and act. And unless you learn a serious level of critical thinking skills, then it's really not going to change. Now, to go deeper on free will specifically is that we have the assumption that we're making choices out of our own volition. And while religions have taught us this and the belief in this is very powerful, it's not necessarily true. There was a study that was popularized by Sam Harris, a very well-known atheist and someone who's actually quite against free will, or just doesn't believe in the notion of it. And he pointed out a study where people would make a decision and then it's the they notice that the decision is made and like, let's say they'll make a decision, but then their brain only processes that the decision was made. Maybe like I forget how long it is after like a millisecond, two milliseconds. So even then we don't consciously make it in his, in his theory we're making it. And then we become aware that we make it. So for him, we wouldn't have free will and that eliminates a lot of the sense of autonomy that we have and the lot of influence that we could actually put or exert in life. So it's a really tough area to navigate. The implications are very serious, because if you think about it, if someone lives in a community that's not thriving, and we're like, oh, you have free will to make your life better. But do they? No, they're really just a a cog in a machine that's just processing how they're gonna make decisions. So this actually not just has personal implications, but societal and everything like that. How would law change? If someone accidentally kills somebody, and it's like they go, "Oh, it's your fault, but then the person can say, "Wait, but I had no free will. I didn't choose to do this. That wasn't me, it's my body. I just I was programmed. so do we have free will? The evidence doesn't indicate that we necessarily do. I believe that in theory it is the it is the most helpful in society from how I see it to believe that we have free will because if you don't have free will, how do you go about attempting to influence anything that happens in your life. You'd really just be a passenger on the ship instead of the pilot, or instead of the captain. And definitely can have serious implications for that. 19, does life require a purpose and a goal? I would say yes, because typically without any purpose or without a goal, you don't really have direction. And if you don't really have direction, you're just wandering aimlessly. And while that can be fun for a period, I don't see it as sustainable, especially given that we interact with so many other people on a daily basis. So having this purpose and goal, it actually creates a sense of direction as to where we're going to go, how we're going to proceed, and what we're going to do. A lot of times people wake up and they just go through the motions of each day. And the most people that I know who have been super depressed, super anxious, and really suffered, they had no compelling future. And a compelling future is the reason, primarily for me, why you would get up, why you'd go about and why you would do things. So it would require the prerequisite of that is having a purpose. Why am I getting up? What am I doing? What's my my purpose here? And then having a goal is saying, okay, what's the direction of where I'm going to go? What am I going to do? And what's my intent? Without these two, it becomes very, very difficult to really believe that you're making any kind of progress in your life And like we were talking about earlier is that progress tends to lead to happiness and almost always does. If you're not growing, you're sinking. And if you're sinking, you're going to eventually drown. Final question. Would you kill 10 people to save 100? See, guys, this is something that's really crucial is questions that are this simplistic miss so much to it, right? So we got to extrapolate. Would I kill 10 people to save 100? Of course, a hundred's greater than ten. Ooh, no, that's not necessarily true. If you have a hundred innocent babies versus ten convicted murderers, who would you save then? But then it, it was also missing. Why would I? Do I need to choose? Do I, do I need to kill ten people to save? Like, what? What's forcing me to make this choice? So, simplistically, it depends on the context. But I would, if I needed to, kill ten people to save a hundred depending on the context of the situation, of course. So often, we look at questions like this as in, is there absolute mortality? Oh, of course, because this. Is the most important purpose in life to find happiness? Yeah, happiness is great. Do we have free will? Of course, religion says it. Does life require purpose and goal? Yeah, we got to achieve. Would you kill 10 people, save 100. Duh, uh, 100 is greater than 10. One of, the, one of the ideas we're trying to get on this series for Friday is to get information and not just take it at face value, but to extrapolate. You'll notice that a lot of times in life, people ask you questions that are very binary and don't actually give you an out. They say, okay, so did you do this thing the other day? And if so, why did you do it? Or did you do this thing and why did you do it? It's like, saying, no, I didn't do that thing. But wait, why did I do it? It's a way to trap you into a question. And it really limits the scope as to how you can answer the question and proceed. So this is something we really got to be heavily aware of because more often than not, we get asked questions that are, oh, it's so simple. Yeah, but it's really not. And then some questions are actually quite complicated in theory, but they're actually quite simple. So how do we extrapolate is we need to become really detectives, being able to discern what makes sense and what doesn't and finding a way to implement different techniques of thinking, different models. And we'll talk about them more in other series. But primarily, what you can do today to see things more philosophically is whenever something happens or someone asks you a question, ask yourself, why is that? What had to happen to make this happen? What could have been different? How else can I see it? These simple questions are going to put you in a brainstorming mode we are going to see things very differently. Guys, thank you for your time. And I will recommend the book for this week philosophy-oriented, a little more history is called Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow by Yuval Noah Harari. And it's a book that is going to speak about really the future and how, I don't want to ruin too much of it, but it's a book that'll make you think. It's learning-wise in my top 10 easily. It's by my favorite author, Yuval Noah Harari, highly, highly recommend. And take your time to read it. That book will get you thinking. That is a strong, strong, strong book for philosophy. And it'll help you challenge your notions like never before. Guys, thank you for investing your time with me. And until next time, Zeus with Bruce. Peace.